Welcome to the One Life Podcast, where we provide you with actionable and specific tips and strategies that will enable you to take full advantage of the one life that you have to live. So if you're a motivated and ambitious person who has made the decision to begin living your dream, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Devin Rodriguez, and let's jump right in. Well, what do you know? We are back, family. Hello. And once again, happy Friday to you. I hope you've had a blessed week. I hope you had some wins. I hope you begin to begin to build some new and better beliefs while the other ones die away. And last, last week's episode had me think. We talked all about beliefs. We talked all about how to build new ones and deconstruct the old ones. But I want to talk about a little something Along the lines of that, but something that holds so many of us back and actually builds up such negative beliefs within us. And this is how so many of those negative beliefs come to be. And I I actually briefly mentioned it last week. One thing I didn't mention last week was I went from being number 57 to number five in a matter of two months, right? I, I mentioned that. But one of the things that I didn't mention was that although I actually went up to being number two in my senior year, never got number one, that still bugs me, was that I got rejected from 10 out of 12 colleges that I applied to. See, the thing was, was that I'm not a naturally smart dude. I spent thousands of dollars, my family did at least, spent thousands of hours probably studying, and still I I couldn't perform well on the SAT. So I got rejected from almost every college that I applied to. The only schools I got into were my quote unquote safe schools, which everybody got into. And looking back, it was an absolute blessing. But to me, it was kind of a big failure. Freshman year of high school was cut from the freshman team. Sophomore year of high school, I was cut from the team. The coach felt bad, so he made me a manager of the team, and eventually I got on the team. Senior year, I got rejected from 10 out of 12 colleges. Massive failures. And then there's a failure I experienced almost exactly one year ago at Army Ranger School. Or actually, more than a year now, on February 1st. Where I went to Army Ranger School, which is a 62-day long course. And as an officer in the United States Infantry, you're expected to pass that course. I went to the course. Well, actually, the day before I went to the course, you could actually go and check the post. I posted and said, I cannot wait to see you guys in 62 days. I'm going to crush this course I am going to demolish it. I'm going to go right through the course and I'll be out in 62 days. Well, woke up the next morning. We did a physical fitness test. That went great. Ran my five miles, did my six pull-ups, did my 49 push-ups, did my 53 or 59 sit-ups. And then we ate breakfast. I grabbed my bag. It's called a wet weather bag. It's a waterproof bag. And we had to put a change of clothes in it or a change of uniform, because we were going to run down to what they call Victory Pond and perform the CWSA, or the Combat Water Survival Assessment. It just so happened that day that it was 30 degrees. And in my preparation for Army Ranger School, I didn't take into account that I might have to potentially swim in freezing temperatures. News alert, news alert. I am not the greatest swimmer in the world. Every time in the past that I had taken a combat water survival assessment, it was in a pool. Controlled environment. I knew what it was going to be like. So I thought I'd be fine. Well, I showed up to Victory Pond that day and I did the first, I think it was 
Yep, the first two events perfectly. First first event was you have to go on, you got to climb a, a huge ladder and you have to cross a big beam. The beam is like freaking 30 feet in the air and you got to walk across it and it's about a shoe's width length or a shoe's, a shoe's width. There we go. A shoe's width. Sorry, that was hard to get out. A shoe's width and you had to walk across it. So you literally had to go one foot in front of the other at a time. And in the middle, there's this big box. So imagine you, you're staring down at water and you're crossing this beam and then you have to step over this huge box and you think you're going to fall off the beam. And with that being said, they would tell you to stop at different places alongside the beam and you would have to turn towards the instructors. So my heart was beating furiously. You could imagine. And it was 30 degrees. Well, I did that just fine, whatever the case may be. At the end, you have to go hold on to a rope and then the instructors tell you to drop and then you drop about, I don't know, 10, 20 feet into the water and it was freezing. But I had a life jacket on, so I was fine. The next event, you have to go up these huge stairs and you basically do, it's pretty fun actually, you do a zip line into the water uh, and it's really cool. Then the last part, it's something called the ditch and dawn. They put a vest on you, but they don't tie it to you. And they give you a rifle, which is attached to the, to the vest. Now, what you have to do is you have to jump into the water and you have to submerge yourself or you have to go underneath the water, take off the vest and the rifle. Basically, all you have to do is go underneath the water, lift your arm straight up in the air, and the water would automatically take the vest off of you. So you're good to go. So I jumped into water and as soon as I hit the water, I just panicked. I started hyperventilating. I lost it, man. I thought I was going to die. I was having trouble getting the vest off. My heart was beating faster than it ever did before. And I quit. And what strikes me about it is that in order to quit, you have to grab a yellow pole. Because with that yellow pole, you hold on to it and the instructor will guide you back to the ladder where you just have to climb to get out of the water. So it's like I, I grabbed a symbol of quitting. So I grabbed it. Then they give you 10 minutes to go ahead, stand around a fire pit, which I did absolutely nothing, and quote unquote warm up. I was shivering nonstop. There was about three people who had hypothermia this day. That's how cold it was. And I, I was just shivering nonstop, the coldest I've ever been. They give you another shot to go back in. I put on the vest again. I go to jump in. I hit the water. This time I'm more composed. I was talking to myself, come on, man, you could do this. Go beneath the water. I get off the vest. Now, once you get off the vest, there's another part where you have to swim. I think it's 15 meters from one ladder to the other. Thing was, I was in my full uniform and I was wearing some pretty heavy boots <laughs> and I was still panicking and I was panicking, but I started to swim and I started to swim I said, <sighs> and I was swimming and I was swimming, but I was still panicking and the instructor held out the yellow bar again. And I'll never forget this as long as I live. He held out that yellow bar as I was swimming and I knew that I was going to finish. Maybe had 10 more meters to go. He put the bar out and I touched it. 
And as soon as I touched it, I let go. I said, no, 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 no. I want to keep going. I want to keep going. I want to keep going. They said, get out of the water. You're done. I said, no, I'm keeping going. So I started swimming faster. I started swimming. Look, look, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. They said, get out of the water, man. You're done. I said, please, no, please, no, please. They said, you're done. Get out of the water. I got out of the water. They said, what is your number? I gave him my roster number, which is basically your form of identification. And they said, go sit on those bleachers over there with the other failures. And there we were, a group of us who failed, watching everybody else pass through successfully. I failed. I failed because I quit, basically. We went back to, we ran back, I should say, with those bags, which were now twice the weight because we had wet clothes in them. And we ran back to the barracks. And they said, Ranger, or whatever they call me, call me Rodriguez at this point, Rodriguez, because I was no longer a student because I failed. Go get your bags. You're done. So I grabbed my duffel bags, my rucksack, and I waited for about two hours until they gave us phones that I can call somebody to come pick us up. Call my girlfriend. And we weren't allowed to have phones in ranger school. It's like 62 hardcore days. You're not, you don't have anything. And she says, oh no. I said, uh-huh, come pick me up. Keep in mind, I just told her the day before that I won't see her for two months. I told everybody on Instagram, I'm gonna pass this course. And I failed. In one day. Not a week, not a, in a day. I failed. And it's tough. Failure is tough. Especially something like this, where I'm expected to pass. It's like an accountant. An accountant is almost expected most of the time to get a CPA license. This is like my CPA. It gives you a bit more credibility. You walk through the door, people look at you a little differently when you don't have the quote-unquote ranger tab on your left shoulder. I failed. But you know what I said to myself? I said, in order for this to have happened... And for God to have enabled me to fail something as simple as a swim test, I know that something better is going to happen. I know that something big is in the works. And I kept proclaiming this. And I took it one step further. I went on social media and I posted a story. And all I did was post a story with a completely black background. And I posted and I said this, I just received the biggest news of my life. I had people replying to the story, texting me. What's the news? What's the news? I didn't have any news, so I didn't reply. I did not have any news, but I believed in it so much that something big was going to come out of this that I put it out into the world. A couple of weeks go by, I come across this app called Clubhouse. I was brand new to it, barely heard of it. It's this audio app, they say, where there's like really famous people talking on the app and you can go into a room with them and talk to them, crazy stuff. So I get on the app and I hear this guy named Les Brown talking. Remember last week I told you how I got started listening to positive and motivational videos and tapes? He was like the one I listened to the most. And I heard him talking about how I'll train you to be a motivational speaker and I'll train you how to transform people's lives and I'll coach you and I'll write the forward to your book and I'll do this and I'll do that and... And I'm saying, oh my God, this is like a dream to me. 
And he says, it's going to cost two ninety seven a month. And I said, what? What? So I called my dad. I said, dad, what do you think I should do? Les Brown's offering this thing. He said, Devin, you better do it. I said, dad, I want to. There's one problem. He said, what is it, son? It's, uh, well, dad, it's, it's $300 a month. I, I, I can't do that. He said, son, you want me to lend you the money? I said, no, 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 no. I said, dad, I'll figure it out. So I did what, what any other t- smart 22-year-old would do. I pulled out my credit card, which has 30% interest, and I put $300 per month on that credit card. A couple of weeks go by. I join the class. It's good. I'm taking notes. I get an email. Register here, it says, for a one-on-one call with Les Brown. I'm thinking, yeah, okay, Les Brown, the number one motivational speaker ever, Les Brown? Yeah, okay, why would they be giving me a one-on-one meeting for free? Come on, this guy could be charging me 10,000 bucks for 15 minutes. So sure enough, I go ahead and I, I, I say, hey, what do I have to lose? I sign up, I pick a time, I go on Zoom on that day. Sure enough, I load and there's Les Brown. Me looking at just Les Brown. He doesn't say hi to me. He doesn't say anything. The first words that come out of his mouth are, son, what do you want to do with your voice? Without hesitation, I said, sir, I'm going to be the greatest speaker in the world. And he said, son, let's get to work. And from that point on, we, we built a relationship a mentorship, like a someone I could look up to and rely on and depend on to be there for me, whatever I go through. And this could have been Les Brown. It just so happened to be him. It could have been anybody, just a random person. But it, Les Brown became a mentor. Why do I share this story with you? And by the way, went on to speak in front of a crowd of a thousand people, then went on to go do a TED Talk. All of this stuff, all of this momentum started building up. Why do I share this with you? Not to impress you. <laughs> I say this to say that what has happened to you in your past doesn't define what is going to happen to you in your future. Because if I would have looked at my past, I would have said, man, I just failed this school. Oh my God, I'm a failure. Oh no, what am I going to do? Oh, pity me. Oh, I'm a failure. I'm no good. Let me ask you this. If I would have adopted that mentality, Instead of the, adopting the mentality of something big is about to happen, do you think I would have had that opportunity present itself? I'll tell you my answer, no. No. Absolutely not. Because I believe that blessings come to those who know that there are blessings in each and every experience that we go through. So despite me having a, a huge, huge, the biggest failure probably I ever had in my life, I chose a perspective of, in order for me to fail something of this magnitude, I know that there's something of a bigger magnitude coming soon. And I said, I'm not going to define myself as a failure. See, there is a difference between failing and being a failure. Just because you failed something in your past doesn't mean you are a failure on an identity level. That is not your identity. You are not a failure. You're not even a success. You're you. You're not a failure. You're not a success. You're you. So that's the first thing. Quit identifying as a failure just because you had a fail. Or stop considering yourself a failure just because you experienced a failure. 
That doesn't make yourself, that doesn't make you and your core identity a failure. Second thing, perspective. What is the perspective that you have when something doesn't go your way? I've had many times in my life where some things didn't go my way and I was very negative about it. And you know what happens when you're very negative about something negative that happened to you? You just become more and more negative. But what I did in this situation was I took this very negative thing that happened to me and I turned it into a very positive thing by saying, in order for God to have enabled something like this to happen, I know there's something big coming. The biggest blessings in our lives come from the perspective that we have of a failure that we just went through. How many people have you listened to that have said that their greatest success came on their came on the heels of their greatest failures? A lot of them, right? Mhm. A lot of them. So what is the perspective? I challenge you to adopt a perspective of in order for God to have enabled this to happen to me, I know that there is something bigger and better coming. The third thing that I did was I took that perspective and I made it public because there's something that happens when you publicize things. There's just something that happens in the universe. The vibration gets sent out and it says, oh, he's serious. He means business. He's telling people about this and things just happen. That's why a lot of my clients that I work with, almost all of them, I say, okay, great. Now I want you to go and tell your goals to the entire world and post it on Facebook. Why? Because that will hold you accountable. The thing is, is that if we only rely on ourselves to hold us accountable, we'll quit. But if we rely on other people to hold us accountable, we know that if we quit, we don't only quit on ourselves, we quit on everybody else that believed in us. The next point that I want to make is that in order for other people to believe in your greatness, you first have to believe in it yourself. When I hopped on that call with Les, he said, son, what do you want to do with your voice? I said, I want to be the greatest in the world. I said, it's so fast. And when I said that, he saw my seriousness. And he said, let's get to work. But if I would have just said, I want to speak. <laughs> do you think he would have invested time and energy in me? Probably not. And like I said, whether it be Les Brown or anybody else in the world, people invest their time and energy into those that they believe believe in themselves. They invest their time and energy into somebody they think that has the wherewithal to know that I have greatness in me. Why would they waste their time on somebody that just thinks they're mediocre and average? They wouldn't. So in order for others to believe in your greatness, the first thing you have to do is believe in it yourself. And sorry, the next point I'm going to mention probably should have been before the last, but here's the other thing. I put $300 a month on a credit card. Do I advise that to you? No, no, that was my decision. But what I can tell you was the reason why I put $300 on a credit card, number one, I didn't have it on my debit card, but number two, <laughs> number two, because I believed in myself enough to know that if I invest this money in me, I know that in the future, the return will be massive. I knew that I determined the return on investment of, the, of that $300 a month. I knew it, that it was my responsibility to maximize the return that I got on this investment. And let me tell you, I got more back. I got that and more back. 
But what if I didn't take that leap? What if I said, nah, $300 too much, I don't got it. I would have never transformed into the person that I am and the person that I'm becoming. And I would have continued to stay stuck at a certain level. Remember what I said last week or maybe the week before. In order to go up, you're going to have to give up. I was willing to give up a bit of money in order to go up. It wasn't comfortable giving up $300 a month that I didn't have. But I said, you know what? This is going to pay off. Why? Because I know it is and I command it to. See, the problem is, is that we're not willing to pay for a course or a program. It's not that we believe it's too much, but it's that we believe or we don't believe in ourselves enough to make the investment worth it. So I challenged it and I said, hey, let me, let me give this a shot and see if I could do this. Because opportunities present themselves once. Very rarely does an opportunity present itself twice. So on that first try, you want to make sure that you're ready to go. It's better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. So the message that I wanted to share with you is that you are not who you were in your past. You are not the experiences that you've had in your past. You're not the things that you've gone through in your past. That's not you. Begin to separate your failure from being a failure. That is not who you are. That's just something that happened. And understand that the perspective that you take will determine the blessings that you receive or the lack of blessings. So with that being said, I hope you have a beautiful weekend and work consistently on developing those new beliefs so that you can take full advantage of the one life that you have to live. See you later, alligators. We'll be back next week with some more special guests and some great discussions. But until then, thank you. I love you and enjoy your weekend. I want to give you a massive shout out and say thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you took some value from what you heard today, I would ask that you consider subscribing to our show and leaving us a rating and review as that will enable us to reach out and touch even more lives. Listen, we have a new show every Tuesday and Friday, so I hope that you continue to tune in and take full advantage of the one life that you have to live.